preach out this word. I want to minister this night on what do you want from God? What, what do you want from God? You know, a lot of times uh, I've noticed throughout the years, I've heard many messages and I've heard many great things and, and obey the call of God. Uh, you know, God has great things for you. And how many have heard messages like that? You know, God has a purpose for your life. Uh, God wants to use you. And, and I've heard things like that. When I first got saved, uh, I've, I've heard things like, you know, God wants to use your life no matter how you are or where you're at. These things rang in my ear. They rang in my ear. And I'm here to tell you today that, that God wants to do the same thing he did then, he wants to do now. And I'm entitled this message, what do you want from God? What, what, what do you really want from God? Because what you want from God will determine how you will run towards him. How you will run past all the obstacles and all the situations in your life. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18 says these words, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brothers. Someone say two brothers. Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw, he saw, he saw two brothers, James the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Bow our heads, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for your spirit that's in this house. We thank you for your people, God. I pray, Lord, you would speak to us. Let there be a revelation of your word, God. Let us begin to see inside your word deeper. Let us see past, Father God, uh, just what's in front of us, God. But Lord, speak to us so that we would uh, grab what we want from you, God. That will cause us to be seekers. That will cause us, Father God, to become everything you want us to be, Father. In the name of Jesus. And everybody says... Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. I, I need you to catch this today because when I was looking at this and going over this, God began to show me some stuff. God, God has a lot of great things for us. But until we want it, nothing will change. God has a lot of things laid out for us, but until we want it, someone say want it. Uh, there's times that my wife would cook a great meal, a great thing, but I wasn't really hungry. And so, believe it or not, hallelujah. And, and so that I wouldn't push myself to get it. But there was times that I was hungry and starving, and while she was cooking, my hand went in the pan, my hand went everywhere, uh, touching everything, uh, and couldn't wait like a boy. Because the hunger... Because the desire, 
because the passion was awakened. So I wanted everything before it was even done. And we got to come to that place that we want everything that God has for us. Regardless of what's going on. Church, we must understand that we are saved for a purpose. Tell your neighbor, you got purpose. Purpose means why you exist. You exist for a reason. You exist to hit the mark. You exist for a reason. Tell your neighbor, you exist for a reason. My God. Church, before we got saved, there was something that got seen in our lives. See, before we even came to the Lord, he, 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 he'd seen something in you. The same way he seen something in these men. He seen something in the men when he was passing by. The Bible says he saw these men. Wow. Wow. When the Lord saw Peter and Andrew, he saw in them, wow, things that they didn't even see in themselves. How I many know sometimes you can see yourself as worthless or as nobody or as nothing or as a failure? Maybe not, but maybe just me. Seeing myself incapable of doing this or doing that or incapable of being a great husband, a great wife, a great spouse, a, a great preacher, a great leader, a great, a, a great, 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 great of anything. But God sees, let me say, he sees. He sees, he saw, now this is what gets me. God seen something in you or in us that we couldn't even see within ourselves. He, Bob, come on, he, he seen something in us that we couldn't see ourselves. The Bible says when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were doing our mess, when we were running around, when we were lost, when we were bound, he saw something. He said, my God, I see potential. I see greatness. I see a man. I see a woman that can change the world. Woo! Church. A lot of times we get weird and we start questioning God. Well, God, why me? I don't know how to read. I don't know how to write. I don't know how to behave. I got problems. Stuff's happening at home. Stuff's happening in my mind. Things are taking place. There's a struggle. Somebody say a struggle. The struggle's real. Hello, somebody. See, understand, church, that that when God sees in us, or what God sees in us, he's saying, uh, I see potential. Someone say potential. Potential to be great. Come on, somebody. Potential to be great. When God chose David, he was just a shepherd boy. Wow. He was a shepherd boy that was neglected. A shepherd boy who was just out there and, and when they said, uh, I need you to bring your sons because one of your sons is anointed to become king. Uh, and, he, uh, and he said, uh, uh, he brought all his children. And he goes, hey, hey, hey these are, these are, these, this is not it. This is not it. Listen to what I'm saying. David, compared to his brothers, there was no comparison. 
David couldn't meet up to the standards of his brothers, the way he looked, the way he acted, nor the things that he did, so they couldn't even bring him in his brother's sight. They couldn't even put him before his brothers because they didn't thought less of him. Even the last among us become great. You got to understand what I'm saying. You think less of yourself. God says, no, no, you're great. No, but you don't understand. No, no, God says, you don't understand. I seen you. I picked you. I called you. I chosen you. Wow. And when you have a lot of brothers in the house sometimes and one brother can do this and one brother can do that and one brother can, you're like, what can I do? I'm a fellow would have known what I'm talking about. Like, man, what can I, I, I grew with four brothers. All of them can do something. All I can do is put my hands in my pocket. Church, God didn't look at that outward appearance. But look at the heart. Someone said the heart. See, God sees our heart, church. God sees our heart. God looks past all the outer. God looks past the mind, your intelligence. God looks past skills and all these things. But God looks, someone say the heart. He sees the heart. And when the heart is in the right place, anything's possible. Come on, somebody. Anything's possible. Hearts, listen to me, hearts that want to do the call of God or people that have the heart to do the call of God. In other words, God is looking for men and women with a heart willing to do his will. He says, I'm looking for men and women that are willing to do my will, willing to do what God, I call them to do, that are willing, amen, to say, God, here I am. Someone say, here I am. David, church, shepherd boy, shepherd boy, anointed to become king, called to become king. Who do you want from God? He went up to him and he told him, I'm handing you kingship. I'm handing you the kings to the kingdom. Listen to where I'm going with this. I'm giving this to you but what do you want from me? Because he had to seize every opportunity that was going to come after that. Because you, oh my God, oh my God. You got to understand that when God chooses you, calls you, and puts something in front of you, you got to be willing to say, okay, God, I have to adjust to get to where I need to go. I gotta make some adjustments. I gotta, I gotta fix some things. I gotta, I gotta say some no's for the yeses can come. Oh man, you gotta say no to some food. So when the dessert comes, you say yeah, 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 because they eat too much food. He can't eat that dessert. See, don't allow the enemy to lie to you and tell you that God can't use you. God can't use you. God don't even like you. God don't even love you. We hear some weird voices. We hear weird voices when God has really put on you some greatness. When God has spoken to you, we start hearing some wake come out. We start hearing some wacky stuff. How many of you heard some wacky stuff? And you're like, man, where did this come from? 
they just, I just heard a word that God could use anybody. All of a sudden they say that God can't use me. I just heard a word that says that, 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 that God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I just heard that God will get the useless and make them useful. Oh, you got to hear me today. I just heard that God will mend, restore, and refresh. That's what I'm trying to tell you today, that the enemy is trying to rob you to come to that place where you write down what you want from him. See, some of you need to get a notebook and write down some stuff, what I want from God, what I want. What do I want from God? What do I want from God? What do I want God to do for me? Amen. See, this is the thing that I, that I love, that I love. God specializes in using people with issues. Come on, somebody. God specializes in using people with issues, people that have made mistakes, people that have, have fallen. He raises back up. People that, that can't understand it. He helps them understand it. God specializes on people that have made the worst mistakes in life. Anybody made a bad mistake here? Oh, I'm in the right place. The rest of you guys are lying. Praise God. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Listen to this. What do you want from God? We must respond to the call of God in a way that there is action. Some say action. See, the word respond means this. To answer. To reply. To make a return for some action to react. In other words, what God says, hey, you guys that are fishing, come on. Oh, we're going to get there right now. We're going to get somewhere right now. Listen, listen, listen. Only when we respond to God can we have what God has for us. When, when, when uh, they call you on the phone and they're saying, this is the Marriott, um, you have... Uh, Five nights for only nine, nine, nine. Ninety-nine dollars. You have to respond to that call. And only today, because after we hang up, you're not going to get that deal no more. I don't know if you guys ever heard that, but I hear it. And, and, I, and I'm dumb enough to buy it, and I buy it. And guess what? I get five nights for $100. For you don't hear me, though. It works. You don't get burnt, but it works. But it takes some, someone say, some response. And God is calling out to us, and God is calling out to us. And God says, I have so much for you. I have so much laid out for you. But you must, someone say, answer. You must answer with a reply that makes and return action. That means your action is going to do something and your action is going to show me how bad do you want something from God. Wow. There's times that I see God speaking. I see times I see God moving. I see times that God is asking me and I'm, I'm not paying attention and I'm going through something and I miss it. Have ever, ever missed something? Oh, you missed, you missed the important call. You're at church and you missed an important, you missed an important altar call. Ooh. 
Many of us have been called. This is the thing I need you to understand, church. But not many have responded by some actions towards God. In other words, uh, uh, stand up, Mauricio, stand up, Mauricio. Stand up right there. And God is saying, Mauricio, I need you to come up here. Mauricio, I need you to come up here. How did Mauricio get on stage? He simply responded to a call. You got to hear me. He simply responded. He, he wasn't trying to figure it out. And if he would have, he probably would have still been sitting down. Oh, you don't hear me though. His reaction took him to a place that he always wanted to get to. Your reaction to the call will take you to places that you want to get to. But if you don't react, you will just continue hearing the call, Art, 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 the one-man party. Come on, Art, you can do it, Art. And you'll hear it over and over. And it says, Art, come up, you Art, come up, you Art. God, God's calling you, Art, Art, come on, Art. So I'm just taking a little longer to understand the call. You with me? Their call took them to a different place. The call opened their ears. He who has an ear, let him hear. Their actions took them to a different place. God is calling the church, God is calling the body to go to a different place, to a different level, to a different place. As a church, different place as a body, different place as individual, different place as corporate. He's saying, come on, guys, come on, guys. We're in revival. God's doing things. Come on, come on. Push through, push through. You're going to be okay. It's going to work out. Come on, come on. And you got to be okay. You got to react. Someone say react. react. You got to react. And your reaction is going to allow you to get to where God wants you to be. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. Listen to what I'm saying. In other words, some of us are just sitting around doing nothing for the kingdom of God. And we're missing it. Someone say missing it. We're missing it. You can't say you're responding to the call of God if there is no action. Wow. If there is no action in your life or in the things of God. That's what the Bible says. Many are called, but few are what? chosen. So it's very important that you move from just being called and the only way that takes you from called to chosen is the reaction. How can somebody get you mad by the reaction you give them? Oh my God. Your reaction is very important. Your reaction is very important, church. See, sometimes people don't react to the call of God because they get comfortable where they're at. Uncomfortable coming to church. Or sometimes there's no interest, no interest in the call of God. Or sometimes, let me tell you, this is a heavy one, this is really heavy. Sometimes we feel like we're not, we're not worthy. 
Someone say, not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy in it. And because we feel that we're not worthy, guess what happens? We don't respond to it. We feel like we can't respond to it. Amen. And you got to hear this. I've been preaching this message for over 10 years. This thing still works. Ain't nothing new about this message. Ain't nothing new. You got to hear what I'm saying. Ain't, the Bible's been for 2,000 years. Ain't nothing new. Oh, satara, basata. He, he's been saying the same thing then. He's saying it now. The only thing that's changed is people. People change. Generations change. See, how we respond is very important. He tells the parable, Jesus, about the parable of the wedding. And guess what? They don't come. He invites them on. They don't want to come. So he goes, man, forget them. Go on the highways, the byways. Get all the people that are all jacked up. Oh, bring them in, bring them in, bring them in. Because if you don't want to respond to your calling, someone else will. Oh, come on, somebody. If you don't take care of that woman, someone will, because that's been called stepdad. They step up when you don't want to be a dad. Cheers. She may not be new to you, but she'll be new to him. That was for free. Hallelujah. I had a stepdad. I was a Christian commercial, amen. You better take care of what you got. Like I said last Sunday, take care of what God's giving you. We have to understand that we got to be willing to do this. Here is the disciples, and here they are, and he called out to them, church, and this is what got me. He was walking by the Sea of Galilee and saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. God, these guys were functioning, functioning, doing what they do best. They were taking care of business. I mean, you got to catch this. They were taking care of business, and he saw in them something mighty and something great, guys. So he, he shoots out to them, and, and, and church, their response is pretty tremendous. Then they said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Listen to this. This is the funny thing. He says, I'm going to make you better in what you're doing. Huh. I'm going to make you better in what you're doing. And here he is. They're like, wow, we're specialized fishermen. You got to be willing to put your guard. Oh, my God. You got to be willing to stop thinking you know it all. But, but you got Oh, Jesus. Here we go, here we go. We gotta, we gotta do we gotta do this. We must allow God to remold us and reshape us. I don't know about you, but but I know God has a better plan than mine. And in making in, in, in making us, it, it's it's heavy. When you allow yourself to be molded and shaped by God, it's very important. See. And making you means to take you from one thing to another. He says, I want to take you from one place to another place. 
but you got to let me. Someone say, let me. You got to let me take you to one place. When the, these guys should have said, oh, Jesus, what are you talking about? We've been doing this forever. This was a family trait. This has been handed down from generation to generation. We know how to fish, and we know where the fish are at. I remember trying to tell somebody what to do, and they already know how to do it, and they're like, oh, my God. You gotta tell him, hey, bro, you know, let me help you. Well, no, I know how to do it. Let's do it. You try to tell her, let me show you how to do this. No, I know how to do it. Sorry. I remember, I'll never forget it. Manuel, Manuel, remember Manuel, we're in the other church, we're, the guy was showing Manuel how to do putty. Very funny, very funny one, man. And the guy goes in there trying to tell Manuel how to do it. Manuel goes, hey, man, I've been doing this for 15 minutes. I know what I'm doing. That guy is like, you guy, the guy goes, I've been doing it for 30 years. It was, you got to be there, man. It was hilarious, man. He did it as a joke, but it was funny because sometimes that's the way we are sometimes. We think we, think we know, and God's not saying, no, you don't. If you knew, you wouldn't be the way you are. You wouldn't be in the condition that you're in. Can I get an amen? See, listen to what I'm going to say today. Where you're at might be okay for a season, but not forever. It's okay to come into the church and be rugged. It's okay to come in, come as you are, but don't stay like that. Come on, somebody. Come in as you are, but don't stay like that. Come in strung out. Come in drunk. Come in beat up. Come in misunderstood. Come in complex. Come in perplexed. Come in all weird. But don't stay like that. Don't be here so long that we can't tell you the difference from someone who just got here. Church. I always say this all the time. Come as you are, but don't stay like that. It takes time to make a man of God, but it shouldn't take what? Shouldn't take forever. Amen. I don't know how some women put up with you guys, and I don't know how you women put how you guys put up with some women. That was for free. That's just a commercial. Ooh, there we go. Moving on. I like Christian commercials to keep us going. See, God, God wants to take us to a different place. Some say different place. Different place. But we got to be willing to become different. You know that God, the Bible says that he don't put new wineskin on an old wineskin. Oh, he he, he, he can't put he cannot put a new wineskin on an old wineskin because what happens it will burst it will ruin, it will ruin both of them wow it has to be a full change of all of that vessel that full vessel needs to be changed if it's going to be something fresh inside of it. It has to allow itself to become something new. You, you, you can't just say, well, you know, Lord, just change this part. 
God says, but son, if I do, <laughs> and I pour some stuff into you, it's just going to rip. And you're going you're gonna to waste it. You're going to waste the time, the energy. And God's not into wasting time. He even says, I don't like to give my pearls to swines. See, God's not into wasting things. God is into changing things. Come on, for the better and for the greater. You got to hear me this morning. And so this is where I want, I want you to catch today. Please catch this. You have to allow God to make you. You have to. Only when you recognize that who you are and where you are is not working, then you will allow God to do it. But you have to come to that place where you're saying, okay, God, okay, it's not working. But you have to, but it's hard for us as men and as women to say to is to really surrender ourselves and to put our guard down. As pastors, as leaders, we always want to keep on fighting. I can do this, I can do this, I can. And God says, huh? It's out of contact. You're out of character. You're not doing what's right because he says, stand still, know that I'm God. He says, I'll fight for you. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. You got to hear me this morning. Hear me. Listen. Listen, because, because allowing God in your battle, in your struggle, in your frustration, in your hurt means to surrender to God. Wow. When you allow God to make you, to shape you, to form you, that means you form.